Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners, and boy, do we have a treat for you. This is your host, Rachel. And this is your co-host, Jonathan. And guess what? We have Jonathan's girlfriend in the house. Straight from the horse's mouth! This is so terrible. This is so terrible. I feel like I'm I'm barely going to say anything during this podcast, but I will say this. Whatever she says is not true. It's not true. That's so not true. You guys, Jonathan is looking so nervous right now. He's stuttering. I'm sorry, but I have to, we have to tell our our audience, why the (laughs) hell did you pick my girlfriend to come onto our podcast? Well, for one, because you talk about her all the time, but no, really, I was talking to Desiree a while ago, and she told me that the relationship she had before you was very dysfunctional, and the guy was a big drinker, and it was very different than what she's experiencing now, and I wanted to know what those differences were. Is like the cross-examination saying that I'm full of crap? Maybe it is. Okay, you could just relax now. I just want to know, what is it like? You know, for me, it was very dysfunctional. I've always dated guys that were drinkers. And the ones that weren't drinking, relationship ended there. Either because I didn't want to be with them because they don't drink, or the other way around, they didn't want to be with me because I drank too much. So, um... You know, it was it was always on shaky grounds. Mm. And uh, Desiree had the experience in dating two guys in very different lifestyles. And I want to hear about it. How are you doing today, Desiree? I'm doing very well, Jonathan. How are you? This is and so weird. I, can I leave now? Can I ask her for the first question? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I'm done. So Desiree. <laughs> yes, Rachel. First of all, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? Well, um, I'm actually a teacher. I teach uh, dance full-time for a private school here in Miami. And um, by trade and study, I was actually a costume designer for film and television and uh, dance. And uh, I've always been into design and the arts and performing arts. And now I'm teaching uh, middle school and high school students. That's very cool. And I love it. And, you know, I know... um, I know you met, ironically, you met Jonathan in a bar, which is very strange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a restaurant, too. Okay? It's the best part, it's the it's best part of our story, actually. It's the best part. Everybody loves that. Okay, tell us about <laughs> it, because you, you told me a little bit about it before we started the podcast. So, um, how I met Jonathan? Well, funny. Um, so, <laughs> I was actually, t- I was uh, teaching my high school uh, dance team after school, and it was a late night, and I was driving home around like six or, you know, and I was on the phone with a girlfriend and I have to tell this story, this part of the story first, because it really, I think is about what you put it out into the universe and what you ask for. So true. So I had a best, I have a best friend who, um, was struggling with pregnancy and it was always the thing that she never really wanted to talk about. Or it, it was always that thing that was always on her mind that was looming and it just wasn't working out for her. And mine is the dating. 
and that we had all of our friends in our mutual groups giving us advice. Everybody tries to give you advice, right? You know, so everybody's telling her, well, have you taken these supplements? Well, have you done this? And everybody's doing the same thing to me. Everybody's telling me, oh, well, you're not putting yourself out there. Oh, well, are you on the dating sites? Well, you know, have you joined like your local, like, you know, maybe you need a hobby. And I'm like, you know, like... I'm already working. I'm yada, already doing yada, this. Yada. Like, you know, and then, and, and it's also just never feeling right. It was always just never feeling right because there was this part of me that actually still believed like, no, I, I could meet somebody naturally. Like, could we come back to that? You know, meeting somebody naturally where you actually, you know, see them, they see you, you have that moment. And I just, I wasn't ready to keep doing these dating apps. So I was venting to my girlfriend on the phone on the drive home and I told her, and I really believed it for the first time that I, she asked me, you know, how's, your, how's dating going? And I'm like, it's not. And I was confident in it. And she's like, really? Why? And I'm like, because, you know, babe, I finally deleted the apps. I deleted the apps. And I, I'm just not going to focus on dating right now. Like, I got a new apartment. I want to focus on renovating my apartment. I want to focus on my job. I love my job. I love my students. You know, I want to better myself. I'm like, you know, I'm just not going to put so much effort into actively looking for someone and let them find me. Right. I kept saying to myself, like, I hate the concept of dating. I'm sorry. I will not endorse dating apps, guys. <laughs> I don't want to believe that... I have to have the right 500 word blurb or the right five photos that are going to attract somebody to want to talk to me, to then want to meet up, to then have to like give our, you know, resume to each other. Yeah, it's very awkward. The resume and it just is not, it never felt organic and always feeling like you were less than because it's, well, did I pick the right photo? Well, I got to include a bikini photo. They got to see your body or they got to see your stuff. And it just never felt right. So I was telling my friend on the phone, I'm like, you know, babe, it's, I'm just going to do me. And I believed it. And I really put out into the universe and said, when, it, when it's the right time and the right guy is meant for me, he'll find me. It'll be me standing in line for a coffee or we'll be checking out at Target together. But That's exactly I'm, what just I gonna, I'm just going to let it happen naturally. Yep. I say she loves what I say to her. We hang up the phone. And then simultaneously, my sister calls me and says, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I'm driving home. And I had a heck of a day at work. I, like, ugh, I'm just, I was sweaty from dance practice and everything. I was in sweatpants, a shirt, and sneakers with barely any makeup on. And my hair slicked back in a ponytail. And she's like, you want to go to dinner? You want to go to like Flanagan's? You want to like go get like <laughs> some food? And I, the first thing that I said was, that's exactly what I want right now. I want tw- a 12 rack of rib and I want a baked potato because I love baked potatoes. I want a baked potato with the most amount of sour cream that I can put on that thing. And I just want to enjoy a good meal. You just want to kick it back. And I told her, I said, be ready downstairs. You guys can hop in the car with me. Like, we're just going to go. I don't even care what I look like. Let's just go. And we go and it's a 40 minute wait. And my sister and her boyfriend said, okay, well, we're going to go wait outside by the bar. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just hang out here. Thanks. And, um, (laughs) and what my thought process was, well, if I could get us three seats at the bar, cause it's first come first serve, 
we could sit sooner than 40 minutes. So I started scanning all the chairs, you know, like, making all the faces. I must have looked like a crazy person. (laughs) And all of a sudden... No, it is a show in there, that's for sure. And all of a sudden, I kind of, like, I'm, I'm, like, configuring things in my head, looking at all the chairs, and this guy just says, how many do you need? And I'm like, what? Excuse me? And he's like, how many how many seats do you need? Like he figures out that I'm looking for seats. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I'm like, I I need, I I need three. I'm like, there's only two next to you. He goes, yeah, but my, my guy friend's sitting next to me and there's a chair next to him. We can move down and there would be three seats for you. Oh, what a gentleman. Oh, always thinking of your, you know, others. And, (laughs) and then I said, okay, that's great. And I sat down next to him and waiting for my sister, like I'm texting my sister to say, hey, I found three seats, blah, blah, blah. And I literally sat down next to him. And I, and I know I said this on purpose. Like, I definitely said this on purpose because I think I recognized that he was attractive. But I it didn't. I wasn't. Very, <laughs> very sexy. Attractive. World's most sexiest man. <laughs> it, was, it was actually, you were wearing a Star Wars shirt. And that really was it. But, um, oh. but you know, I, I, I recognized he was attractive. And that was really nice of him. So, but I, 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 I said this out loud because it's like I needed almost to validate myself. But I was like, I wanted to have no apology for it. I think the first thing I said to you was, I'm like, thanks so much. Um, I'm going to be eating a rack of ribs and a baked potato with the most amount of sour cream on it, so just be ready for that. And I think he just laughed at me and thought that was sweet. Oh, you forgot what I said. Oh, what, what did you say? I say? said I love a woman who can eat. That was right. Nice! That is true. Well, and then we started That's playing, great. and then we started playing Geography, where the Geography game, because, you know, we were in, like... I'm, I'm from Miami Shores, and I'm like 305, 305 till I die, man. But I, I did say to him, I was like, you know, you look awfully familiar. And he's like, you know, you look really familiar, too. And the next thing we know, as we're trading, like, our backstories, I'm like, well, I went here for school. And, oh, I went here. We realized we knew a lot of the same people. Had a lot of things in common. But already. we definitely had never met or had hung out in circles. But he was he knew my two best friends. And you know, that's a sign. When yeah. you have so many things in common, well, I think... How about even even further? Her father built my uncle's house. Yeah, yeah, that comes later. That, you told us that in the that first... That comes uh, later, but that is... Dating, that, that dating is, series. But that, that is true. That, that did come that's later crazy. in our conversations because we didn't realize it. But yeah, yeah lo and behold, on my childhood street, my childhood home... The little boy and the little girl that live down the street are his first cousins. And we were just talking and about signs. And my father signs. renovated his uncle's house. We were just talking about signs. Look at that. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at that. That's amazing. Not, yeah, everything every time is she drives part- me crazy, I have to remind myself that we're destined for each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. So although you... <laughs> although it's a you give met- and take relationship. You know, he gives me shit and I have to take it. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if they had their first argument on our podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> we, had an we had an argument on the way here. No, the <laughs> pandemic did that already. The pandemic... <laughs> he's actually has said Two that the pandemic... Italians pand- arguing. The, the pandemic... <laughs> he said it. The pandemic has really like projected our relationship like further yeah. which is kind of great because it like it really, it really accelerated ta- it, it really shows you you have things in common you oh know? yeah like, you have similarities um, that's where it all comes out but that's how lo and behold like 
That's so that's cool. how the start the conversation started, and then the way it ended is the way it usually so you ends. You weren't really at a bar; you were on your way to being yeah, seated. Yeah, to being seated. And then but when I, they called our table, and then when they called our table, I it was like kind of great because it's like the perfect moment. It's like then you know, you know, like are they interested? I was like, well, I was like, my table's ready. I, I gotta go, you know. And one of my biggest signs about if it's a if it's a real deal is I told you know of course my sister was like who are you talking to. And I was like, I don't know. He asked for my number. You know, I said, and she was like, oh my God, that's so great. I'm like, "Mm -mm." but if he doesn't message me tonight, bullshit. I'm like, and when I'm like, I'm like, if he's for real, he'll message me and he'll ask me how my dinner was. You already set up an expectation though. I did. I did. But he did meet it, which was kind of nice. He did ask me how my meal was at a nice, decent hour. Not at the bewitching hour of like, you know, 12 or 1 a.m. It was a booty call. Yeah, no booty call, Alan. <laughs> it was a nice, like, 942. That's because he's a nice, sober guy. All right, so how long have you guys been uh, dating now? He definitely made a point to tell me. I think either this morning or yesterday he said eight months. Eight months. Nice. You're keeping up today. All right, so <laughs> here's a question. I know that the last person you met before Jonathan... It was in a very different setting, but it was also in a bar. And Go for it. I remember the, the first time we talked, you said, what a huge difference that was. Oh, yeah. And so my first question is, in terms of accountability, what is the difference dating someone with a drinking lifestyle? Because I know this guy had a big drinking lifestyle. And I certainly know what it's like to be with someone who drinks, and it's very, very rocky, versus someone who isn't, who's abstinent from alcohol. Oh my gosh, it was like it's night and day, but in like the most it. in the most positive way though. Like it's it's the uncertainty, you know. Sorry, honey. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, but dating I, my someone ex, that drinks isn't my, a My ex was just it was just always an excuse and it it's like one of the best things about the fact that Jonathan is in recovery and he lives a sober life is that it's one of the biggest things that we don't have to worry about in our relationship. It's not this constant like, oh, well, babe, I went out with the guys and, you know, we all oh. got drunk and I, I'm sorry I called this person or I'm sorry I didn't call you back or, oh, you know, I kissed this other. It's just like it or always, drunk texting you. It That's always my just seems like it always just leads to like being under the influence of anything, just drugs or drinking or anything it just leads to bad choices and 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 then people use it as an excuse for behavior and I just never liked that and and my ex just yeah it was I mean like when I think about it we met in a bar we met in a bar but a completely different scenario in a bar you were sitting there and actually drinking so how did that one get started how, what was his tactic instead of asking about me was can I buy you a drink oh yeah the usual line John offered to buy me a drink no I didn't offer I did buy you a beer yeah. you did but yeah, the I best did. part oh, is nice. but the best part is I didn't even notice he wasn't drinking I didn't even notice that and then it dawned on me a few dates later I was like you weren't drinking that night like why was I the only one with one? And I was like, it was interesting. But I loved that because I didn't really even need, I didn't need the beer, honey. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> like my ex just, yeah. Like I remember on those first few dates, my ex, 
he was so, he admitted to me he was so nervous about going on a date with me that he would get drunk when we were together. Oh, that is just And I remember. Disappear before he even got there. Yeah. And I remember I would, I had to like level with him because I was interested in the guy, but I told him after like the fifth, sixth date, like you're turning me off because you're getting handsy with me well before I'm comfortable. You're a little mess. You're being messy. I was like. And I had to like level with him in the nicest way, but I was like, babe, like I'm on the date with you. You could drop the act. You don't have to be nervous. Like, don't be nervous. You don't need to drink and do this in front of me. I don't know why we all, you know, and alcohol does that. And how long did you that. date him? Him, my ex, I did date him for about three years. Oh, so <laughs> you but have a there lot was, to compare and contrast. Yeah, but there were so many, so many instances where the alcohol or drugs you know, recreationally or got not, in got in the way of us and caused issues and caused problems or caused fights that were unnecessary, unnecessary. And it was so refreshing when Jonathan actually like was honest with me and told me up front early in our dating that he was sober. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, this is great because I'm actually not a drinker. I'm really not. And even and like, that's, that's so refreshing. I mean, and so- I still recreationally like a beer, maybe with a barbecue or like a glass wow. of wine with a, some she pasta. She said that to you. That was really impressive to you too. I remember you saying that. I was, you were very impressed that she doesn't really have to drink at all. That was amazing. No, and even and even when I choose to, it's yeah. it's only just for like you know recreational and like I've never I don't like to well, get she drunk. She knows how to drink like a normal person. But I you don't, know a I lot don't. of people think they're normal drinkers and they do drink like five times a week after work. They go get a glass well, of wine. Probably, that's not and they think that's normal too. She, she drinks like probably like at most once or twice. Yeah, a week. well that that's normal. And I think it's important though for your listeners to know though, I did drink. In college, I did partake in that lifestyle, but not to the point where maybe... But at that age, that's socially acceptable. But, you know, I admit that I, like a lot of other people, had my experiences getting just so gone one night, you know, in college or with your friends. And it was always just the same prayer, the same prayer over the porcelain God, you know, telling, asking God, like, God, if you just get me through this night, if you can just help me fall asleep without the room spinning or me vomiting on my sheets, I'll... I'll, I won't do this again to myself. I won't do this again to myself. And it was always the same prayer, and it would happen again. And then somewhere down the line in my late 20s, I just was like, I don't like who I become when I do this. I just don't like it. And I don't want to. And I remember, like, I didn't want to bring that into my next relationship either, especially after my, after my ex. And that's a healthy perspective. Like I said, in your 20s, I mean, it's almost like socially expected. It that was. You're going to drink There's like so that. There's so much pressure. But then pressure. you get to your 30s and your 40s and you're like, why am I still doing that? Why am I still meeting people at bars? This is when it becomes an issue. And it's never and anybody of, 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 of su- substance. Of, Very seldom. I, I really am surprised that we were so lucky in a bar. People need to hear this. They really do. Even the ones that are, you know, not alcoholics or what have you, um, that, that's not the place you want to meet someone. We talked about this. That you meet them where in, in your interests. Yes, in your interests. So in this case, ribs. Baked, uh, specifically baked you potatoes and sour cream. You met over a rack cream. of ribs. <laughs> chicken wings and a chicken Caesar that's salad. That's not too bad. It's one of those things, though. Like, it really is actually one of those things, though, because... In his explanation of his sobriety and what he does for his his community, that's where I found interest. Beautiful. So we're going to continue this chat and 
Hear about how Desiree embraced Jonathan's sobriety. And with that said, be sure to tune in next week for another interesting episode. Till the next time we connect, which is every Friday at 7 a.m. For any comments, go to flying-sober.com.